and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. All right, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. As you know, I am a firm believer that you can have it all in all areas of life, whether it be business, relationships, health. I mean, honestly, I know to my core that God created us to thrive in all areas. And our next guest not only healed herself naturally from a cancer diagnosis, um, but she has transformed from the inside out. And the lessons that she learned throughout her journey, I'm just so excited to hear and and to share with you today. I know that this episode is going to kind of light your fire and impact your life in amazing ways because health is something we certainly cannot take for granted, yet it's something we all can influence by what we put in our bodies and how we move each and every day. So big Dreamcast, welcome to Laura Balzer. Hello, everybody. Hey, Denise. Thank you for having me. Yay. Thank you so much for joining me today. So so before we get into diagnosis and treatment and all Mm -hmm. of the things that you did to heal your body naturally, I would love for our listeners just to get to know you a little bit. Can you tell us about your family? What do you do? And what was life like before the diagnosis? Well, my life before was I'm a mom of, of three. They're now grown. You know, I have two boys and a girl. They're 29, 27, and 24, my daughter. And, you know, I was an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur, um, always in the health and wellness industry. It, you know, it, it gave me great gratification, but great freedom to always be with my family. Um, and, you know, being a mom and spreading the word of health and wellness was really my total existence and absolutely love loved every single day of it. It's just very simple for me. Now you look way younger than you are. You've always been kind of a pillar of fitness. Tell us a little bit about what your health journey was like even before the diagnosis. Oh, well, my health journey was, is I um, was a personal trainer. I like to say in my previous life, very, very concerned about everything that went into my mouth, probably sometimes to the point of absurdity, to be honest with you, learned that 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 really wasn't necessary. Always was training myself, always was training other people constantly. So like I said earlier, health and wellness was such a huge part of my life and also being able to bring it into my family and teach them as well that healthy lifestyle. Um, I really can't remember prior to that. That was just such a huge part of my life. And so, you know, here I am today sitting where I am and it's, and it's been just a huge blessing. So it's interesting because you are not somebody that someone would look like or look at and say, yep, she eats lots of donuts. You know, like there's, there's a reason why you have a diagnosis or you got sick or whatever because of lifestyle choices. You've, you've had healthy lifestyle choices. So tell us about the months prior to your diagnosis. Did you have any symptoms? Did you start feeling weird? Um, and what was that like? You know, it's funny because I, um, I really, I really didn't realize I was having symptoms until I sat down with my uh, wellness doctor and asked him the question, how long do you think I've had this? And the minute he said six to seven months, the light bulb went off in my head. 
I immediately went back in time and everything started making perfect sense to me. You know, I am a gym rat. I've always been in the gym. I love it. Um, I always had pushed through, you know, my day-to-day world just with a lot of energy, but all of a sudden I couldn't get in the gym. And I didn't know why. Like, I didn't ask my questions. I didn't ask the question, why? Why do you not feel like going to the gym? I just didn't feel like going to the gym. And even if I went to the gym, I'd get on the bike for like four minutes and I have to get off. And I'm asking, I'm like, what is wrong with me? You know, I had no motivation. I was taking naps. I really wasn't a big nap person. And, you know, which started making me feel kind of uh, guilty to a, to a point because a lot of people need me during the day and I felt like I wasn't giving myself to them. And so I started getting on this spiral, not really understanding uh, what was going on. And, and, and then I thought of my husband. Now, we, we, you know, those of you who have husbands, you know, I, I really looked back and thought, oh, my gosh, if he heard me say one more time, I was tired. I, the man was going to really just throw me. Because, you know, I had taken that time, you know, I, I, Denise is right, I am older, I don't look my age, I'm 55 years old. And, you know, with that comes uh, a little maintenance. And so I had to take some time to get my hormones all leveled out. And, you know, we thought we were on the road to freedom, you know, Laura's not going to be tired anymore. And, you know, he just couldn't figure out himself what was going on. Because every day about seven o'clock, I'm going like, I am so exhausted. You know, he just wanted to take me out to eat or go out or go do something. And so really, I think the lack of energy, the lack of focus, um, my body just wasn't right. But I didn't listen. Because of grit and grind. I just, I just pushed. Did you think that it was the hormones? And, And did you start trying to fix that first? No, that was just, that was from years before, you know, I knew that I was lacking in some and I had lived very well without a few of them, but all of a sudden it started catching up with me. The minute it caught up with me, I took care of it. Um, I lacked a little testosterone in my body, so we fixed it. Um, So yeah, I was kind of asking my question too, why are you so tired? But a diagnosis of that magnitude never, ever crossed my mind at all. Right. At all. So what made you finally go to the doctor to figure out what was up? Well, it's funny. I, I think, uh, you know, you have to listen to your body. And I had been traveling and I traveled back to my home state for some business. And uh, I hadn't been to the doctors in five years. And I was driving down the road one day and I thought, you know, a thought came to me. I'm going to call my girl while I'm here. I'm going to go get a physical. And she could see me immediately. I went bebopping in there, got everything done that I needed to get done, and really left out of there feeling on top of the world. And it was when I left to go back home in Sarasota, Florida, I immediately got off that plane and received a phone call, which the phone call at first did not catch me off guard, again, because of my age. When somebody says we need some additional pictures because of tissue change, that's pretty normal. But, um, you know, I went to work to find somebody who I could get that done with. And Denise, I'll tell you, the minute I made that appointment, something came over me. Something came over me and said, you need to address this differently. And so that's when I got in contact with my wellness center down there that I had been going to in Florida. And uh, it was the right choice. So a few things I hear, you were feeling tired, you were lethargic, low energy, and you just kind of thought, eh, it must be hormones, or I got to get over it, or you weren't listening to your body then. Yeah. 
but then when you heard the voice or the inkling, go see your doctor yeah. <laughs> randomly in another state and she could get you in that day. Like that's yeah. a divine appointment, don't you think? Definitely divine appointment. And again, you know, I think sometimes we get so caught up in our day-to-day world, we're not listening. We just go with it. And so when you take the time to really sit and know that there was divine appointment there and know that there was a reason that I was feeling so tired and disconnected. And, you know, we as moms are busy people. We as entrepreneurs get really, really busy. And so for us to excuse the way we feel sometimes is very, very easy to do until you sit down and listen. Yeah. Yourself, you know, so you got more testing and then you met with the wellness facility there in Sarasota. Tell me about diagnosis day. Okay. Well, here was the thing talking about listening to your intuition. So I had met this woman in Sarasota. She's a world renowned compound pharmacist. Uh, She's the one that had helped me previously. And when I had that feeling come over me, I immediately said, I have to call Jenny. And I did. I texted her. I told her exactly what was going on. She immediately called me back. We exchanged some information. She shared some stories with me. And um, I asked her, do I go back in and get that mammogram and ultrasound done? And she said, absolutely not. She said, if in fact that is what's going on with your body, the last thing I need in there is radiation. Mm. So that's when she directed me to her husband, who's also a doctor and specializes in blood. And I went into their office and did what they call a a live blood analysis or a microscopy. There's very many different versions of it. Uh, But this is where they prick your finger and put your blood up on a screen. And they were really able to see everything that was going on in my body, which was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And that is less invasive than a mammogram. Exactly. No no radiation. No, you know... um, and because of my, my background, it felt right. And I knew these people all too well and what they did and their success rate in so many different areas. And I knew that that was the place for me. Okay. So with that additional testing, you got the diagnosis confirmed then. And what, so you immediately knew you weren't going to go the conventional route. What was the, the natural route they suggested? Okay. So yeah, I, I immediately left the white coats at the door. You know, it's kind of how I reference it. It was going to go on a path of nutrition. That nutrition was not only going to include things on my part as far as what I was eating, but things that I needed to remove from my diet that I think on a day-to-day basis that none of us, I never thought of. And then it was going to be high doses of antioxidants and minerals on their part twice a week, which were administered through IV drips. So I really went on a mission one, to surround myself with a team of people, be it personal or spiritual, um, that I knew could hold me in the right frame of mind, keep my mindset where it needed to be, <clears throat> excuse me, and knowing that they could provide me with the initial nutrition that I could not do on my own. So I juiced. I was very careful about what I ate. Uh, no sugar, no carbs, zero. Um, it's amazing what you don't want all of a sudden when your life depends on it. Mhm. Mhm. Okay, so there's two things. There is the element of the the physical things, what you did physically to starve the cancer, but then right. also 
what you did mentally to keep yourself focused in a place of healing. So we'll talk about both, but let's first talk about the, the physical stuff. You said no carbs, no sugar. What about vegetables? What about like, what did you do? Tell us about your routine. Okay. So first and foremost, the things that I removed from my diet that, that Mike told me about was anything that grows in the dark. No, no. So no mushrooms, nothing like that. Um, anything that's a bottom feeder. Okay. So we're talking clams, oysters, lobster, escargot, snails. Uh, if it didn't have fins or scales on it, I was not to be eating it. Okay. Uh, pork, you know, I know many of you guys have heard nightmare stories about pork. And let me tell you, <clears throat> pork is not what anything that you want to be consuming anytime. And I know the love of bacon, trust me. But when you really dive into the purpose of the swine on the farm, you truly do not want to be eating pork. And, and obviously everyone out there knows what they consume. Okay. They eat themselves. They're eating, they're the, they're the farm garbage can or, or disposal, if you will. But the thing about the pig is that their skin has no pores. So they cannot sweat out the toxins. So you are, and there's no way around it, eating every toxin that they are consuming. You know, over a period of time, that is going to catch up with you. And, you know, for me growing up, my father was a big chef. You know, it was his way that he released. It was therapy for him cooking. And we grew up eating escargot, clams, oysters, off the half shell, lobster. I mean, he... I don't know how the man got us to eat it, but that's not even the point. But the thing is, is that's, that's how I was raised, you know? And so I immediately had to cut those things out of my life. Vegetables, a ton of them, anything green I was consuming, uh, juicing. I started juicing myself. I went out and I bought myself a Mac daddy juicer and I went to work and it wasn't that I had one recipe over the other. I just started combining things and some things I loved and some things I didn't. And I did that twice a day religiously. Um, and then I also went into the wellness center twice a week. Um, it usually took me about an hour and a half to two hours in the beginning. Um, and I would drip and those drips carried with them high, high uh, antioxidants, minerals, um, glutathione. And um, here I am talking about it. I love it. Wow. It's Okay, so there was some things you had to remove, but then minerals and vitamins that your body had to receive. Did you Correct. feel any pain? Did you go through, how did your energy, like what was the treat? Because I know, let's be honest, if you're going through a traditional treatment, you feel like junk all of the time. How did you feel throughout this time? You know what? I felt great. Mentally, I felt great because one, Denise, you hit the nail on the head. I was not going to be, and I don't mean to be so descriptive, dragging myself across the floor, throwing up, holding on to the toilet. My family's scared to death. This is one reason that I picked this avenue to take care of this was I felt good. You know, honestly, the, the, the worst thing that I could describe to you was the tired feeling that I had for the lack of carbs and sugar. After I got through that in that very short period of time, I, I felt amazing. And I was progressing very, very quickly month to month for the sheer fact that I was sticking to my diet so closely. Uh, one thing I did not mention to you guys, I did eat meat through this. 
but I did have pasture raised, grass fed and finished chicken and beef. Okay, pasture raised and cage free, you guys are cage free means they open the door to the coop. That's all that means. Pasture raised means they are out in the grass grazing pasture. The chickens are eating the bugs and the worms and everything that God intended them to be eating, not the corn and all the other things that they're consuming. So in return, we're consuming. So really, I would say that because of the progression was happening so quickly for me because of my vigilance, I felt great. I really felt like I had been given a gift. It became fun and exciting and a challenge to me to get up every day and do it right. Wow. Can you imagine being diagnosed with uh, a breast cancer diagnosis and then saying, ooh, it's a challenge for me. Like, let's let's go conquer this. (laughs) We're going to we're going to win. Now, before we move into mindset, you said finished. Tell us what grass fed and finished means. Okay, so what that means, so usually cows are grass-fed in the field. However, before they go to slaughter, a lot of times they will bring them in-house and start feeding them grains to fatten them up to get them ready for slaughter. Okay, so in return, now you're eating the corns and the grains and everything that they're feeding them. So if you really want to be vigilant about it, you just want grass-fed and grass-finished. You can ask your butcher that they know or they should know what they're they're selling. It's that simple. Grass fed, grass finished. It just means they're finished off with the grass. And the Not- importance for this, for the 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 grass fed, um, fed and finished and then the pasture raised chickens is because that whatever they eat. Right. That we kind of say we are what what we, we eat. eat. Right. And so what, <laughs> so what they eat ends up in us, whether we like it or not, or whether we realize it or not. So you made a really important decision sure. to eat only that was was like God made. God made. God made. And, 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 you know, you guys, when you go through something like this, you know, a lot of people get so freaky about red meat. Well, you know, you need those bees. And, you know, I remember Mike being very specific for me and saying, Laura, if I don't know that you're eating at least red meat once a week, you need to tell me, because if you're not, I need to up your bees and your drip. It's very bees simple. meaning vitamin B? Vitamin Bs, Bs, okay. the 12s, the 6s, that, you know, just everything. Um, there's a lot of goodness out there, you know. Again, God made that for us. And so um, it's what makes the world go around a little bit. So, you know, don't be scared of it. Just be proactive and, and and know what you're putting in your mouth. It's, it's, it's very simple. Okay. So you took some things out of your diet. You added some things to your diet. You switched up your diet a little bit and then you made it a game. And you, I mean, yes. I say that it's a heavy situation, but yet you made it a challenge and something fun that you could, because you were seeing progress. So it was, it was exciting for you to keep moving in this direction. You talked a bit about you're having people around you that would keep you on the right mindset path. Tell me a little bit about how you, like what was the mindset you took on throughout this journey? Well, from the very beginning, um, one thing that I think is very important for everyone to realize. And uh, when you start listening to me, you'll, you'll find this out very quickly. I allowed myself 
one time in the first 30 to 40 minutes when I found out to use the word cancer one time. That was it for me. I've used it more talking about it or talking to people than I ever did before I went on this journey. And I'm still very careful about it because I am on a path of continued amazing health. Okay, I want to stay there. So after I used it one time, it all became about healing. I was on a healing uh, journey. You know, I was, you know, praying for my healed body. It, it was, I'm in a healing session. Like I can remember sending pictures to my kids hooked up to the IV and said, mama's healing today, you know. And so because, you know, they needed that reassurance that I'm good, you know, and I'm fine. And I'm sitting here working and dripping and life is perfect. And so for me, that was a big step. And then it was surrounding the people around me. And, and Denise, I have to be honest with you, there was a lot of people that I chose not to tell, not because they weren't important to me. It was because the mission was to keep me here and not down here. And I knew everybody would be sending so many love, so much love, so many prayers. But even the few people that came up to me and with as grateful as I am today for their love and prayers, if they said that to me, my energy dropped. I felt it immediately. Don't, I, I'm good. You know, I appreciate your love and prayer, but I'm good. Don't say that to me. I needed people to see me for me. So the only people that knew in my life were my immediate family, which consists of my family and my Florida family. Then my Florida family is my family. You know, they're blood to me. And, 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 and I'm with them 24 seven. So, they were the first people I told only for the sheer fact that I was going to go through a lot of change that they were going to notice. How in the world could I keep that from them? Um, but it was a small group of about 10. You know, I have a gentleman in my life, uh, Howard Falco, who is my spiritual leader, my mentor, my dear, dear friend. Um, he was in my court immediately. He was the second person I called after I called my husband because I knew Howard would immediately put me in my place to where I needed to stay for the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. That was important to me. Um, and all this was able to come together very quickly for me because prior to this, in my world, I had taken the time to surround myself with people that are like-minded, spiritual, positive. And so this became very apparent and quick for me, for me to go on this path and, and take charge of it. So, um, you know, honestly, you guys, I didn't even tell my mom. I did not tell my mom because my mom um, had just uh, buried my dad and she had taken care of him for 10 years. And she's very much about the white coat. And it wasn't that I didn't want her to know. It was that I selfishly needed to keep myself in a good place. And the phone calls of, did you go see a doctor or have you done this or have you done that? I, I couldn't have that. I had to be here for my healing. Mm -hmm. So it's okay for people to be selfish. It's so this is about you. I understand that it surrounds the people around you, but at the end of the day, it's about you being here for those people. So um, you need to worry about yourself, not them. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. I hear you saying a few things. Number one, you spoke victory 
immediately. So mm-hmm. it was like you put visions in your mind of your children walking down the aisle and you, you know, being present at their wedding or grandbabies or future thoughts of what the life you wanted. And, and you, you had your mind there rather than um, being sick. Well, the words, I wasn't sick. Right. Right. I didn't I even go there. I just didn't go there. You know, yeah. it just, it was just never a thought. And I know a lot of people have a hard time with that, but I really, truly feel one. I want to state that these were the choices that I made for me. I'm not telling or, you know, everybody has to do what's right for them, but I did not want to be in the white coat industry, an industry that paints doom and gloom. That is my opinion. You know, um, I talked to a dear friend of mine whose husband had cancer and, you know, her, their dealings and my dealings were on two different ends of the spectrum. My, my, my Dr. Mike immediately said to me, we can fix this. They never once heard that. Hmm. They never once heard that. And if they did paint a little picture of some success, it always followed with doom and gloom because that world is so scared to tell you you're going to be okay or not be okay that they don't say anything. And, you know, Denise, it goes back to mindset. God, why not? You're going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to be fine. And because you never even spent time in the, in, in, in the, in this, in feeling sick or in that C word, right? You spent so much time in healing. That's your family was there. They were all living in that space with you. They were, they were, and they were great. And, you know, I honestly, I think it took them about a week. You know, of course, it's not something that you ever want to tell your kids. Uh, They totally were not expecting it. Um, But they respected their mother's choice and they never questioned it at one time. They asked me that if it didn't work, would I do other things? And I told them that if we got there, which we weren't, then we would discuss it. Other than that, you know, they checked on me. You know, we chatted. Nothing ever changed. And um, they knew they had a tough mama. And the only thing that they knew was I told them that I was going to be here to about 102 just to be a pain in their side. And they had no need to worry. You know, what's interesting is when you think about the other side, the doom and gloom side, you know, it's, it's about, there's a, there's a lot of people talking about death on that side. You know, they talk about, I can see why you wouldn't spread the message because most people have had somebody who's experienced cancer and, and had a very Mm -hmm. negative experience and they're, they are quick to share stories like that. And you don't even need that in your mind at that point. You really don't. But again, you know, I I did get involved in a group. And honestly, I have to tell you, I immediately removed myself from the group because it was a natural healing group. But they were so self-consumed with the initials of what they had and what their doctors were saying and 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 uh, how did this work? And I, I have to go back to this appointment and that appointment. And they were there was so much confusion and so much negative energy in there that I had to I had to come out of there because that's just not where I was. And um, it's sad. It's 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 really sad. 
what the pharmaceutical industry can do to somebody's mindset. And I will share this with you that, you know, when I was in there for that initial visit and, you know, it was said to me that we can fix this, but it was then said to me, thank God for your intuition because Laura, you're a hot mess. I can fix it, but you're a hot mess. And he said, this cancer would have never killed you. He said, what had surely been your death is the chemo and radiation because your body for the last six months has been working so hard to try to fix this, you would have not been able to withstand it. Mm -hmm. So why in the world would I come in behind that with not the tools that my body needed to feed the garden, if you will, instead of coming behind just killing everything in my body? I mean, really, which one makes more sense to the public? Mm-hmm. Nutrition mm-hmm. to give that body the tools, the help, or just come in and wipe it out? Mm. I don't, you know, for me, it's nutrition. And to be clean in six months, wow. Yeah, that's amazing. So you went back consistently to your doctor, got the drips. Now, when did you get the clean bill of health? Well, every month I got my fig- finger pricked. And it would go up on the screen and we would analyze it and they would be able to see everything. So, you know, they like to describe it when I started. I had trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of wars going on. And every month they were decreasing and decreasing and decreasing. So it was about uh, three weeks ago, maybe a month ago now, time goes by so fast, that I went in there and I got my blood done. And every time, the last three to four times that I went in there, I was like, is, is this, how close am I? Because I knew I was getting close because I really felt great, you know? And to be honest with you, I would cheat a little bit. Like I'd have a crunchy little chip or something. You know? <laughs> like I needed something because I could just feel that my body was so clean. Just so I was working at top rate, you know, you could just feel it. And so when I went in there and Mike said, you're, you're good. You're done. You're done. Now I'm still going in getting my trips. I only go once a week now because I am working at such high capacity. If I were just to stop all my supplements and stop my drips, my body all of a sudden, not that it would come back, but it wonders where it all is. Like, where's all the goodness? Right. Right. So, um, it's cool. I mean, it's just been a really cool journey. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, congratulations on having a clean bill of health and doing it in a way that is, that's like healing itself. I mean, you are probably more healthy today because of this experience than you were 10 years ago. Well, funny story. So now everybody wants to go get their blood done, right? Which is great. You should go get it done. Find somebody where you are, go get it done. It's a nothing. So my son, one of my sons go, goes in and gets his blood done. And I was in there dripping. So I sat in there with him while he was doing it. And, you know, he was told, you know, your mom has better blood right now than you do. Like, <laughs> I hate to tell you, man, but, you know, we're going to address a few things. And, you know, because you do have your mom's same blood. So let's address them now so you don't go down the path that she went. Hmm. You know, so... You know, Denise, it's just all about being proactive, not reactive. Um, and we need to be mindful of what's going on in our mouths. I mean, it's, it's, you know, listen, you've been in the wellness business 
you know, look what you've accomplished. Um, when you go to the grocery store and you see what people are feeding their kids and putting in their carts, it's just, I, I, I just want to go up to them and shake them and go stop. Let, let, let me go shopping with you and we'll do it on your budget. And, and let's make this work for you and your family because. Well, knowing what you know now, I can imagine you want to shout it from the rooftops. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I want people to know that if this is for them, there is a better way. And it does not have to be through fear and hurt and anxiety and, and a constant question of what if. It can be, I can fix this. I'm going to get healthier. And in return, I'm going to be giving a gift to so many people that I didn't even know. Like I've run into people that don't even have cancer that have other things going on that I've sent them over there and, you know, sent them to the clinic. Yes. And they've gotten their blood done and it's, you know, when they call you and go, Oh my God, I haven't felt this good in eight years. You're just thinking, Wow, all we did was tweak a few things instead of write a prescription out and then write another one out and then write another one out. They just changed their diet up a little bit. Amazing. Amazing. So you're gonna continue the drips. Mm-hmm. Have you re like have you changed your food up? Are you still juicing? What is that gonna look like I'm for you? Still next? Juicing. I'm still juicing. I have to be honest with you, I'm very um selective. It's it's really funny how you your mindset really changes. I mean, you know, I, uh, I will continue to juice. I it probably will not be twice a day, every day. Um, I'm selective if I buy them out where I get them, they all have to be organic. Um, you know, I still eat the way I ate before I have yet to sit down and eat a whole piece of cake or a bowl of ice cream, even though I'm kind of dying to, uh, I know that I would be fine to do that. But why do that? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not there yet. You know, I think now for me, the real journey is beginning. The real journey of keeping it all in line, being true to myself. Um, what it changes you. Mm-hmm. It changes you for the better, but it does change you. Um, it, it's kind of hard to articulate. How has your family changed throughout this experience with you? Um, You know, I would say it was one of those things that really even brought us closer together. I think that it taught them that things can be eradicated. And I truly feel that not only myself, but they know that that we are changing the future of our family that it, 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 it's not, it does not have to be hereditary. It does not have to be, this is the way it's supposed to be. Anybody has the power to change it. And I think that was a big lesson for them, that it wasn't just something that they were told. All of a sudden, it was something that they were shown. And you can't deny that, not when it's that close. And so I think, again, it's another gift that has come out of this, um, you know, Yeah, it's one thing to hear it on the news or to hear it, you know, but when you feel it and when you experience it, Mm -hmm. it goes a whole nother level. Yeah. And I know they questioned it in the beginning. They, 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 I would be um, naive to think that they didn't. Um, But uh, they all have all different personalities. So that was kind of fun to watch as their mom, as they walk through it. Um, 
But then again, everybody was very respectful of everyone's feelings. So now as I know they're young adults now, but you know, they haven't had, uh, it could have been easy for them to slip into the fear-based mode, but it sounds like too, they've learned from you over the years uh, who you are. They they believed in you and knew that you were going to do what you said you were going to do because of things you've proven in the past. How did their mindset shift? What did they learn throughout all of this? Oh, my gosh. What did they learn? Ooh, they've been on such a path for a few years. You know, uh, integrity, strength, power, uh, power in the sense of um, being able to change things. that it doesn't have to stay that way. Uh, Closeness, love, trust. um, And that if it does touch their lives, that they know that there's a way to just dive all in and get it fixed, Mm. you know? Um, And and then that's really one thing that Howard taught me was, you know, uh, my kids, when it happened, I remember my daughter calling me up and going, man, God must really have something big planned for us because he just keeps throwing it at us, mom. And I said, you know what? You're right. And I said, and we always rise to the top. The cream always rises to the top. And, uh, you know, that was one thing that, that Howard pointed out to me was, you know, you have to understand that you are literally changing the dynamics of future generations in your family. This is not about today. This is not just about you. This is not just about your kids. This is about future generations. And when you look at it that way, that's powerful. That's huge. That, that's beyond the realm of thinking. But we have such great responsibility. And I just, you know, I, I just felt like that was my responsibility, not only for myself, but for my kids and for those who were touched by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you think about the fact that, this journey, I mean, you didn't know it was going to be six months at the beginning, but you knew that it was something you could conquer. You knew that it was that healing was taking place. You decided that from the beginning and you spoke life into what you wanted and yep. doing that and, and staying focused on that healing and not being distracted by woe is me or victim mindset or, oh, I can't have this or that or whatever. You're focusing yeah. on life and speaking life. You, you, like, you embodied that to your children. And I can imagine whether they recognize it fully or not, they have some of those skills now too, because they just saw you go through something that could have been awful. And, and yet you guys all did it together with love. And, and that's like, that is generation changing for sure. It really is. It really is. And you know, you just hit the nail on the head, love. You got to open up your heart and just do your thing and believe. Believe that anything's possible and, and that you have the ability to do it. And uh, it's it's just, it's, it's, you know, every time I talk about it, I just smile. It's just like, wow, you know me. He picked me, right? I got picked. What a gift. Mm. You know? Now, I have a couple of questions, last yeah. questions for okay. you. Were there any times during the journey where your numbers didn't go down or where you were just like, is this really going to work? Or did fear creep in throughout the journey at all? No, 
No, I'll tell you probably my most, probably one of the biggest things that affected me is like, oh my God, if I have to go in and get stuck one more time, like if I was really tired because I'm was running my business or whatever. And I was in there on Tuesday and then I went in there on Thursday and, you know, getting stuck every week, you know, but With I the needle for the drip not for my drips, okay. <laughs> my arm or in my hand, you know, it's just like, Oh, you know, but then I immediately thought what could be going in my body through those drips. And I immediately changed state. I mean, it was just about five seconds. And I, that, that was all I allowed myself, what could be going in my body versus what was going in my body. And that was a blessing. And so, um, and I think the majority of those feelings came out of more just being tired because I'm a night owl and I don't get enough sleep sometimes, but you know, honestly, that was about it. And, and my numbers never did drop. I mean, they just continued to climb and continue to get better. And I knew in my head, I was not going to go a year. Like this thing was kicked mm. before a year. There's just no way I was going to do that. I mean, I was just very definitive about it. Mm-hmm. And that's why every time I went in, I was like, what's the number? How we are? What's it look like? What are we doing? You know? And, and Mike was very careful to, you know, listen to himself and look at what was going on. And um, so, yeah, no, I didn't allow myself that that was not allowed. Well, and I love that you captured it, you know, even if there was any sort of eh going on, you caught it quickly, which is includes a lot of self-awareness, yeah. a lot of that intuition, which you had practiced years before. And then so you're able to use those skills, capture that thought and then say, no, no, no. What do I want my life to look like? Where right. am I headed? How am I healing? And immediately, immediately go there. Yeah. Well, you know what? You really find out. I think this is one thing I really want everyone to realize that you might think to yourself right now, oh, I could never do that. But I want everyone to know that anybody can do this. Anybody is strong enough to do this. It, 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 it's, it's really simple. And I say that respectfully. It is a simple choice with a simple decision. And then you just move forward with it and you don't allow anything else in your way. And uh, you do have the strength to do this. You do have the power to do this if it's right for you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we all can do more, be more and experience more than we think we can. And so making that choice and then staying so focused with that high belief, it sounds like you had a lot of positive energy surrounding it as well, which meant you were kind of propelling yourself in that direction. Yes, every day, every day. And don't lose sight of the people that is affecting around you. How do you want to affect people in a negative way or a positive way? You know, that's another thing that keeps you up and moving. You know, I wanted to, especially my kids, Mm -hmm. strength, life happens, you know, and the things that happen today are only preparing us for tomorrow. And, you know, and I hope my tomorrow is just bringing, you know, peace and strength to people on some level, regardless of what they're going through. It doesn't even have to be, you know, something like this, you know, and as you can see, I'm very funny about how I speak about it, but you know, it's it's, important. It's important. It is important for me. And so, um, you know, teaching that, showing that it's, it's how do you feel like your life's mission has changed? Oh, wow. Um, I feel like I've been given such a platform, um, and the ability to touch and change so many different lives, um, 
but the touch points are vast. They're, they're, they're not centralized to just one thing. I, I think growth comes from very many different experiences, whether they're your own or somebody else's, if you're willing to listen. Um, you know what? Honestly, Denise, I don't know that I've discovered them all yet because it's all so new for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's a real exciting part about it. Like, what's tomorrow? What's later on this afternoon? Who am I going to run into? How, you know, I don't know. It is exciting. It's, and I feel your excitement because you have not just facts to tell people, but you have a true story that you embody of what healing can look like from the inside out by giving our body good food and good nutrition, but keeping our mindset in a place of victory rather than a place of fear. Sure. And, and I think that you're right. No matter what people are experiencing, whatever life, quote unquote, happens to them, they can learn from your story. And so you've started sharing this just recently now, because again, you didn't talk to people about it during the treatment phase, besides your close, close friends. You're just now starting to share the healing aspects of your journey. And um, what type of feedback are you getting? Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I get so many messages after I go live. You know, I really want to know this and I really want to know that. And I assure them that it's coming. Um, you know, a lot of people want to know the wellness center I go to in Sarasota. You know, please tell me what you're eating. You know, did you read anything? You know, where was your research? And and so I'm really looking forward to being able to share that with everybody and giving them a place where you know, maybe makes them just the middleman because they have somebody in their life that's going through something, but they feel like they can't say anything. So, okay, great. Just share my video. Say it that way. You know, if it's going to be helping somebody on that level, then share what I have to say and and hopefully it will help that person and it will just become a domino effect. You know, uh, it's amazing the reaction that I've gotten already. It kind of, it's blown me away a little bit, honestly, but um, it's a message people need to hear. It's a message. It's a powerful story. Yeah. And I really think some one of the things that really is blowing people away is the um, definitive decisions and really the simplicity of it all. People are not around this thing and it's simple. Mm-hmm. For, and, and I want them to know that it can be very simple. So let's let's end with or let's talk about that for a minute, because I think the opposite of simple and clear is confusion. And when you think about the white coats, as you said, or living in fear, there's a lot of uncertainty. What should I do? I don't know what to do. How is this going to you know, there's a lot of kind of uncertainty and fear Mm -hmm. and worry that that live here. But what I've learned is that once you make that decision, it can be really clear and, and things can move faster than we expect. So when you say simple, what does that mean to you? clarity like when 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 you make a decision and again I think for me it became very simple because of the people that I had surrounded myself prior so if you're listening to this who's around you right now if in fact you had something like this or something of any other type of magnitude happen in your life are the people around you right now the people that you would want around you then if not maybe you need to look at it a little bit it's okay. You know, this is your life. God gave you one. You know, it's okay for you to make those decisions. Just, for me, that's where the simplicity came in. I had surrounded myself with those people. I knew who I could trust. I knew who could put me in the right mindset immediately. I knew who I could call if I needed it. 
Um, and really just knowing these people were in my head really was all I needed. That and faith and belief, it was good. Mm-hmm. So I think the simplicity just comes in by where are you today and where you want, where do you want to go? Whether it's something like this or like you said, Janae, it's any other path that you're on. And sometimes when we have a ton of options and we think, oh, whatever, I don't know, there's that's Too confusion. Much. Yeah, exactly. But you quickly knew that you wanted to do this in the natural way. You chose one natural doctor to work with. You didn't necessarily try a million different no. natural things even. You you stuck to something and you declared victory and you stayed in that path until completion. Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember vividly, you know, I was traveling to Jackson Hole for the holidays and I had to find a place out there to drip. And I was interviewing a couple of people and it was uh, an oncologist nurse who was opening a wellness center and I was speaking with her on the phone and I was letting her know what was in my drip. And she immediately started jumping all over me. Oh, well, you can't do this and that and that and this. And then, and, you know, and I finally said, excuse me, I'm in a really great place. And this conversation's over. Now, mm-hmm. you guys, this is what I'm talking about. Setting those boundaries. Setting the boundaries. They, 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 what I had made my decision. I didn't need her opinion. It wasn't any different than the people that I chose to tell. I made my decision. I did not need their opinion. Their opinions did not. It's not that they didn't matter. I just wasn't concerned about them at that moment. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I mean, it's just so it's life changing. The whole thing has been life changing for so many, for so many. So for those out there that whether they have a health scare or a health diagnosis or maybe just life is happening, a relationship issue, a job they don't like, they feel stuck, they're not thriving, what would be one piece of advice or or you know casting vision for them that you would offer today? I think at the end of the day you have to ask yourself if you're happy. If you're fulfilling your purpose. You know, all of us ask ourselves every day. I do. Denise, I know you do on day on occasion. You know, what's my purpose? If, if you know, it doesn't have to be some astronomical thing. You know, you don't have to be going to the moon or something. It could be something on a very small scale. But I think at the end of the day, if you're not happy, you need to one again. I don't mean to repeat myself. Please look at the people that are around you because you will be or become the five most people that you hang around with. If you want better than that, I want to give you permission that it's okay. And then start moving forward from there. You are deserving, you are worthy, and you have the ability, as we all do, and the gift to give and share that to as many people as you choose to do that with. Don't feel like you have to stay where you are. We are meant for more. Mic drop. (laughs) All right. Last but not least, is there one thing you do every day that you couldn't live without? Oh, my gosh. Um, Does it have to be something really big? Because I think you're going to laugh when I say it. No, I want the first thing that comes to mind. My coffee. (laughs) I have my coffee. Tell me why. You know what? Because I missed it there for a bit. I didn't drink it for a bit. You know, coffee... 
you know, has that label of being stressful on your body. So I kind of stayed away from it for a little bit. But, you know, I love my coffee. You know, it gets me up. It gets me moving. It's part of my regimen. And it just kind of sets the tone for my day. Yeah. Hey, I've got a venti Starbucks here. Um, so I totally get it. And for me, I pair it with my journaling or my reading or my like quiet time in the morning. And it just yeah. like is so cozy. Yeah, it's a time of reflection, you know, whether I'm listening to, you know, my my personal development for the day. It's just that first thing I do in the morning that starts the regimen. And so, yeah, there we go. Coffee. <laughs> awesome. 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 Well, Laura, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And thank you for just being you because, you know, I don't know that you know just how amazing, I mean, you do know how amazing you are, but just know that you being you and, and making this decision and allowing God to heal you is not just impacting your sphere of influence, but it truly is going to make waves in the health and nutrition industry because it's a story that people need to hear. There are options. There are options and nobody is stuck and God wants to heal you. Um, and, and there's lots of, you know, this is just one way to do it. So if you want to follow Laura's story, check her out on Facebook. She's been going live recently. It's the beginning of June 2018. So you can kind of go back and listen to her lives where she shares uh, bits and pieces of her story, details of things, answers questions. And uh, that will be uh, the, the link for that will be in the show notes below. And then you can also check her out at Laura. Um, ball is it Balzer? LauraBalzer.com. And that will be in the link below as well. Well, Denise, I want to thank you. You know, it, it's funny. You know, this has brought us together. And, you know, we've known each other from, a, you know, for a long, long time. And I just feel very blessed to have the opportunity to really get to know you and talk to you and spend time with you because I've always admired and looked up to you. And so I really appreciate not only today, but I know the future of us just being together and, and hanging out and, and swapping stories and it's changing it's, the world. We're on a mission and we know that um, there's a lot of love to give and, and we're, we're ready to give it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you too. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Head over to denisewalsh.com. Enter your email to subscribe to our list and I'll be sending out an early bird special coupon. 50% off, in fact, of the Dream Life Workbook when it is launched in just a few months. So if you want to have first dibs, let's get your name on that list. Thanks again. I so appreciate you and remember to dream big.